Hello and welcome to the Me and My Golf podcast. We're your hosts and PGA coaches, Andy Proudman and Piers Ward. And these podcasts are really about one thing, making you better. Yes, on here we'll be sharing our own experiences and knowledge as players and coaches, as well as bringing to you special guests to help your game. Let's get into today's podcast and help you take charge of your game. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. Now, before we introduce you to our very special guest, we have a question for you. Are you looking to break 100, 90 or 80 when on the golf course? Well, if you are, we have a solution for you. So break 100, break 90 and break 80 are our elite coaching plans, which really do dive deep into helping you achieve your ultimate goal of breaking that landmark score. So it's a six week coaching plan in all instances, which really help you progress through the training on a week by week basis. So make sure you check that out at meandmygolf.com. We know you will love those plans. Now, Today's special guest has had seven professional wins. He was the 2016 Masters champion, and he has become an expert at closing out tournaments. So today we are talking to Danny Willett on how to develop a winning mentality. He's been an amazing guest for us. We've really got to know Danny over the years, and he is just an awesome competitor. And this podcast is fantastic because it allows us to really dive deep into his Masters win, how to become the ultimate competitor, and also get to talk about his golf swing and the work that he is doing with his new coach, Sean Foley. So without further ado, here is Danny Willett. Okay, Danny, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm good, yourself? Yeah, yeah, very good, thank you. Danny's got this blue background behind him. He just told us how warm (laughs) it is, and it's freezing cold here in the UK, but uh, pretty interesting times here, Danny. Four degrees. Yeah, interesting times everywhere in the world, isn't it? Um, you know, not just for you know for others golfers, but for for all other sports and for everyone in the world, really. It's um, yeah, nothing like this has happened in in my lifetime and probably not many people's lifetimes. So yeah, hopefully everyone's staying safe. That's why we're doing this in our own homes, and um, and yeah, we can chat a bit about golf. Yeah, keep people entertained while they're. Uh... Yeah, save them arguing with the missus back home. Um, so, so I mean, just talking about that then, Danny, how, I mean, for you, you're at home with the kids and the family and, and how's things for you? What, what's going on with you? Yeah, it's, you know what, it's, I think if you use this time as, as, as a positive, really, um, you know, we've done a lot of work over the last few months and things are just trying to feel quite nice on the golf course. And then obviously, you know, we've all been hit with this pandemic, but now it, it, for me, it's quite a nice time um, you take the positives from it. I've never been able to spend this much time at home with Nick and the boys and, um, you know, help out with schoolwork, help out with all the other things, you know, see, I mean, if anything, I knew what it was like on a day-to-day basis being at home all the time. But, you know, when it's when it's for consecutive weeks in a row and, and days and you realise that, um, yeah, that, uh, that our wives bless them with what they do, trying to, trying to keep every, everyone, everyone happy and entertained. It's, uh, it's probably a hell of a lot more tougher job than what mine is. You'll have a new, new appreciation for them when, when you go back. Have, yeah. We wanted to get back and play golf no, with absolutely. a full new appreciation of, uh, of Nick at home. And how are you keeping the, the swing going? What Have you done much since, the, since this has all been on lockdown or what's been, what have you been up to? Um, yeah, a little bit. So we've been doing a good bit more training. Um, you know, we, we, we know that we've got at least you know, um, up until the 18th of May off at, at, at least. Um, so I kind of had it in with Kev that we'd, we'd try and put in a little bit more more training reps in there in terms of weights and stuff. Um, and then keep the movement stuff going. I've got my little my little short club ah, here that nice. I've been using and uh, and the, the, makeshift, the makeshift speed sticks that me and Kev um, built ourselves. And, you know, just trying to, you know, basically do the same things we were doing. Obviously, we're just with less less time there hitting balls. Um so just trying to see if we can get 
a bit of a better base of, of strength and fitness um, so that when we do restart, whenever that's going to be, um, we've got a real nice good foundation there because it could be an incredibly busy um, end to the season with, yeah. with trying to fit tournaments in. Yeah, keeping that body yeah, that... going is important, isn't it? Just keeping your, keeping yourself healthy and to start, I mean, having a, a break from not in so many balls is probably a nice thing, but keeping your body moving is just going to help you when you sort of kick off again, isn't it, I suppose? Yeah, exactly. You know, I've obviously had injuries in the past and them injuries now have, uh, have all completely gone. So now I'm actually able to, to put a bit of strength back in there. Um, so it's, it's quite a nice time and a nice phase to be able to do a bit of that strength work. work. Actually, in, in the middle of the season with the hot weather, you know, usually my work at times comes in December, January, when at home it's it's freezing cold. Like you say, you're hitting balls in a simulator. Um, you're trying to train, but at the same time, you've not had much time off through the year. So you're trying to see friends and family and you know, this time of year now, we've kind of seen friends, we've seen family um, all through the beginning of the season. And now we're really trying to um, trying to push on and, and actually get some results, you know, this back end. So now it's we're getting in that strength phase where we can put a bit of the weight on and, and stress the body a little bit, knowing that if you wake up a little bit tight tomorrow, you've not you've not got to go and perform, yeah. you know, under, under pressure and actually making making shots, making swings like that. You can actually just keep, keep putting the... the the foundations in there of some good moves and you know when your muscles are a little bit tired yeah no i love that i love that i think i think a lot of you guys i know aaron um is doing the same you know there's a lot of a lot of guys out there who are doing exactly that you know using this mm-hmm. opportunity and seeing it as an opportunity and look before we get into what we're going to do today because obviously we want to talk about we've got to talk about the masters we want to talk about you as a competitor and then go through some golf swing stuff with you mm-hmm. it's been it's been a very I mean, the last two years for you have been a bit of a whirlwind in the, you know, 18 months or so ago at um, the AP event, the Odomar Piguet event in Dubai. We were hitting tee shots for you. You were just coming off your injury. You were literally just about able to hit, you know, 150 yards and in. And then you think about where you were then. And then the next year we're saying, oh, well done, by the way. You just won the DP World. And then obviously <laughs> won the BMW this obviously last season as well. So two a massive, two biggest events on the European Tour. You managed to win them just literally coming off the back of an injury. It, it obviously it obviously shows that your game before the injury was good. But then when the injury came, it gave you more time to maybe even think about it, I suppose. Would that be true to say? Uh, yeah, the, you know, injuries just, they obviously just stop you in your tracks, don't they? Um, you can't make the moves that you want to make because you're not, you're not feeling great. You're then having to rehab it and things just taking a little bit longer and stuff. Yeah, I remember we played you, I think you scrambled quite well that day, me chipping and ah, putting you boys hitting. That was uh, it. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I, it's been nice to then look back at that and like you say, the transformation over the last 18, 24 months um, with Foles and with Kev. Um, on, on, on board doing the doing the swing and the fitness stuff. Um, you know where we've come um, to. Like I said, now you know I'm I'm going to finish this Skype call with you. Um, I'm in the gym um, this morning. Then we'll just chill out for a little bit, and then I'll be in the gym again this afternoon. Uh, you know the ability to then do that, knowing that the body's not going to not going to break from it, mm-hmm. um, and actually going to get better because I'm doing that. Um, and then that has then allowed me to put then more reps in on the range, on the golf course, you know, in posture putting, you know, everything basically. And then because of that, or whichever one comes first, then, you know, in your own head, in your own place at home, you, I feel like I'm better because you can switch off because you're not constantly thinking about golf swings, golf moves, this, that, the other. You kind of, you know, you section it off and you say, right, I've done my work there, did some great work. I'm going to go home now and, uh, you know, see the kids, see Nick. Um you know, be able to spend time with them properly um, when you're not 
when you're there in person, but your mind's elsewhere thinking about that tee shot that you hit on seven or the bad swing you made on nine, all that kind of stuff has kind of really been put um, to the back now, which is nice. It's allowed me to move on um, in a lot of different ways. So, yeah, the last 18 months have been, um, 24 months have been a, a massive learning curve. And um, I think now coming through the back end of it, we can kind of see that um, the better golf is going to be better than it was. Um, and all we're now trying to do is get the stuff that wasn't as good um, up to a better standard so that, you know, the, the, the margins are, are slightly narrower. Brilliant. That. Yeah, sounds Love like that. a good plan. So let's talk about the Masters. Let's let's go straight into that, Danny, really, because it's just, uh, I mean... Seeing as everyone's, rem- seeing as everyone's <laughs> just there, they're going to be in front of the televisions waiting to press, press on, on, on the morning at 6 a.m. and no one's going to be there. It's just, it's oh, just crazy. Right. So, I mean... You've had an unbelievable career. Um, did you ever think that you were going to be a Masters champ? Did you? Obviously, you, you probably dreamt of it, but did you ever think you were going to achieve being a Masters champ? Um, yeah, you know what? It's a strange one, isn't it? I don't know if anyone ever sets out that they're going to do this, they're going to do this. Um, I, I knew that I was pretty good at the game. Later on in my amateurs, I started pretty late. And, yeah, you're always on the putting green. I mean, again, for a lot of us British lads, you're playing with your mates, you're all in a putt to win the Open, is you know, is what we all would say. Um, if you're an American growing up, you probably say to win the US Open or, or the Open for them, um, or the Masters or something. But the Masters is always a, an incredibly special one for anyone around the world. Um, it's such an elite field. You know, the field size varies all the time. They don't really mind if it's low or high. They don't go for a certain winning score. They just let the golf course and the players determine... You know how it's going to play out that week. Some some years fifteen under wins, some years level par wins. Um, you know they just try and create a, a fantastic championship and um, and and kind of that week let the best player win. You know on on that particular week and yeah, privileged to have now won it and obviously be in in that group. I don't think it was it was a you know when I was fifteen sixteen playing in England golf saying right you know chip this in here to win you know to win the Masters, but or even think that was going to happen, but. In the, in the back of your mind, you've always you've always got them things that you know, like you say, your dreams. Imagine imagine being able to walk up the last, you know, being cheered up the last, being cheered off the green. Um, and I think that them underlying things in there. Yes, I never outwardly said, "All right, yeah, I'm going to go out there when I'm this age and win this and win," you know, countless times around the world. Um, I think just through, you know, working hard and, uh, and taking the opportunities that we've been given. Um, luckily, we've been able to. We we have been able to do that. And, and and going into the last round, you know, you're three back from Spieth. Spieth was looking strong all week. He was, I mean, he's like a, he's like a pit bull, isn't he? Spieth. He gets, you know, as soon as he gets a snipper, he's he's just there, isn't he? And um, yeah. Did did you feel? No, carry on. Sorry. sorry, no. Yeah. Did you feel that? Did you feel like you were going to win that week? Did you have like? I mean, going into that last round, were you like, my game's feeling good? You know, I, I can do this. But you're only three back, and it's not a lot, is it? Especially going into the back nine of the uh, Augusta. No, it's not. You know, again, it's a tricky one. Um, I, again, not going into that week. No, obviously, Zach had just been born. So we were going there. The golf was in a good place. We'd won Dubai earlier in the year. Um, we'd had a couple of other good finishes. We finished third at Doral that year. Um, we were kind of going into the week golfing good, but actually going there as a bit of a like a bit of a bonus because I was supposed to be at home. Zach was due on the on the Saturday of Augusta. So, uh, you know, he'd already been born. He was healthy and fit. Nick said, "Go play." Um, so me and me and five or six pals of mine went out there and just had just had a really cool week. You know, went there and appreciated what it was. You know, we took it as a bit of a 
there's a bit of a chance week that, you know, whatever happens this week is, is a Brucey because if I fly on Friday, I get to fly home and see Zach and Nick. If I fly on Sunday, I get to fly home and see Zach and Nick. There was no downfall to that week, you know, whatsoever. Um, and then, yeah, we luckily we got ourselves in a position on Sunday, like you say, where anything can happen on that back nine and we were five back. But, um, yeah, obviously the, the two hours after that um, that unfolded were, um, yeah, were a bit crazy. Do you watch it much? Have you, do you ever play it back? No, I don't actually. I might do. I've no? got so much time off. I might read what I might try and see if I can speak to Sky and they can send me a DVD over. You can watch your opening T shot on the first on, on on the Thursday if you want. You got that much time. Exactly. <laughs> but it, at what point? At what point did you realise, holy crap, I'm the Masters champion? And did it affect you at all? Uh, obviously, you realise, you know, then and there on 17 when speaking all that bunk shot. Um, his greenside bunker shot on on 17. It was basically done and dusted. Um, and you realise it, but you still don't quite take it in and stuff. Obviously, um, it was nice to have friends there to to kind of be with you in that time. Um, but it was more wanting to get back and then, um, you know, be at home really. But yeah, phenomenal phenomenal feelings um, with what came. But then afterwards, yeah, it changed a few bits. We obviously got pulled from pillar to post a bit. You're being watched all the time. You're trying to. I don't know if you try and then change certain aspects of your, your game or your swing. You didn't like them before, um, and now you feel like people are criticising it all the time. It was a strange a strange scenario. Um, it'd be interesting if it happened now. Um, I think I'd react very differently to how I would go about things afterwards, um, and also how much I'd really care about what other people thought about what I was doing. So, <laughs> so would you say you'd be more resilient in that fact then? And I, I wasn't aware of this. Were, were people questioning the golf swing? Was that something yeah, you were aware of? You know, the moves, the moves have always been my own. I've always been a bit, uh, a bit as they were, but they were, they were incredibly consistent moves at the time being for what I was doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter what you do. People probably criticise, you know, <laughs> Tiger, Rory, Scotty's, you know, Brooks' swing. It doesn't matter who you are. But there's there's still one or two people out there that that really enjoy trying to trying to start a conversation with you over absolutely nothing. But um, <laughs> I guess you you maybe start looking at it more or listening to it more when actually, if anything, you should probably listen to it and uh, and take a note of it less. Um, yeah. But that's just where we were. So yeah, we you know we kind of had a bit of a downturn with that, and um, a couple of injuries slipped in. Travelled a lot. Um, you know, a lot of stress going on because you're travelling, you're playing. You're wanting to be at home with Nick and Zach, but at the same time, you've got opportunities here to go play all around the world. And yeah, just a strange time trying to split, trying to split myself. Really, I think I just spread myself too thin um, across all aspects and never really gave um, enough time to to each one. Um, so you know, like I said, in hindsight, you'd have done it a little bit different. But um, you know, because of it, we we fell down a hell of a lot in the world rankings. But we're then able to, to really find a lot about ourselves and in trying to climb back up. So. Yeah, sometimes you need to do that. And you look at a lot of players. I mean, I mean, look, Tiger's obviously had his issues. You look at Lee Westwood. I always think about Lee Westwood, about the, yeah. the, the slump that he had. And I think you're right. You, you learn so much about yourself when you fail yep. that, or perceive you, uh, perceiving of failing almost. Oh, no, I was but, failing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go in there, but no, but it, it, it's it's amazing, isn't it? How that and you, obviously it goes one or two ways. For some people, they don't come back. Some people yeah. they just take it on board too much. But obviously, you showed the fortitude to go hang out of it. Come on, let's have a think about this team. How do we need to actually improve this? And you obviously did that, and, and fair play to you. Yeah. And what what would you say is the best thing about being Masters champion? Um, and you're wearing your jacket now. Yeah, is the next exactly. question. <laughs> it's, it's, 
it's hung up in my locker actually. Now it's a shame I'm not going to be able to see it for a little bit longer than I thought. You know, it's just it's, it's one of those, isn't it? Any tournament that you win stays with you. You're always going to be, you know, BMW 2019 champ. You're always going to be, um, you know, DP World. You know, all that kind of stuff is great, but every year for the rest of my life, I'm going to go back there to Augusta. Um, and I'm always going to be able to go back on the on on the Saturday before or whenever you want to go before. I'm going to be able to go sit up in the locker room, in the champions locker room, and have my lunch in there whilst wearing my jacket. You're going to be playing every year until you feel like you either can't compete or don't want to play anymore there. Um, and it's incredibly special um, family to be a part of. Um, once you once you win around there, you know even before we won, you know how how you're embraced by even actually making it into that championship is. Is amazing, and now that we're in there, it's just it's a phenomenal, it's a phenomenal thing to be a part of. So yeah, lucky to, like I said, you're able to go back there every year and see what uh, what the guys cook up on the Tuesday at the Champions in it. You know, the par three is obviously a massive part of the tournament now, with with family and and, and friends taking part in it as well. So it's just an incredibly special week. It's a different week. It's I think you speak to any guy out there on tour, it is the one week that, that they want to be in every year. And luckily, mm-hmm. because of because of winning it, we you know we are now able to do that. And we spoke Amazing. to you last week. Sorry, not last week. Last year in Dubai, <laughs> and you um, you can go back and, and sort of play, can't you? I think you get a certain amount of times you can play or whatever. And I think you were just going back after Dubai, weren't you? I think was it the first time you'd been back to play like on a, on a social? Yeah, it's uh, yeah. It took a couple of pals. It's an incredibly strange place when the tournament's not on because <laughs> you're used to seeing it with thirty thousand people around and guys right next to the greens and. Um, I tell you what, you see a lot more different places when the guys aren't there. You realise where you could hit it if someone <laughs> yeah. wasn't going to kick it. Um, yeah, no, but but same again. You know, you, you go back there and you know everyone knows your name, and it's just it's it's just it, it's just a really special place to be. You still get goosebumps driving down Magnolia, you know, whatever time of year it is. So um, hopefully, um, fingers crossed, we can we can get back there this year at some point. Yeah, exactly. I hope so. I hope so. So let, let's talk about you as a competitor then, Danny, because one thing me and Pierce always say is that, look, you're a winner, you can win. And when we've seen you in certain situations, whether it be at the BMW with, you know, you and Ram sort of battling out to win or whether it the DP Worlds in Dubai when when you and Reed were going at it, mm-hmm. me and Pierce have always sort of said, look, Danny's like, when he gets into that situation... He, he thrives on it, he, like he, you know, and we 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 sort of back you every time to sort of to get it done and get it get the job done. Why do you think I, that I, is? What makes what makes you so good at that? <laughs> I've got my notepad here, by the way. I'm going to make some notes. <laughs> yeah. No, you know what? I don't know. I've always I've always kind of been that way inclined. I think if you get to a week, the hardest thing I've always said about uh, winning is actually getting into contention. You know, it, it to get that's what's so impressive about Rory at the minute and and the guy John. Ram the same thing, and the guys in the top five at the minute seem to be week in week out, you know, always within a sniff of winning. Come the back nine Monday, and I think that is that in itself to me is more impressive than the winning because to do that time and time and time again is just really hard. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I haven't had loads and loads of top fives, top tens these last two years, but the kind of two or three chances I've had, um, we've taken, and that's just kind of what it is because I think when I've when I'm in that position and I know that I'm playing well, um, I'm pretty good. It's the other weeks, like I was saying earlier, when the game's not quite as good, where I need to start really upping up, up in that that lower end so that I can, you know, maybe maybe churn out some better results when things aren't going great. When things are going well and I'm I'm in a good place with everything, you know, 
I don't really mind what tournament it is, who's there. We're gonna we're gonna have a good chance. But that's then more on me just to try and get get myself in that position more often. And do you do you have any like skills or tools or things that you do? habits that you that you do when you're in that situation or or just in general that allow you to, to be so focused and not let anything sort of get into you um no not really to be honest I've always been pretty resilient like I said in that situation um I think you know it's just natural um that when you're in contention for, for some people that they actually enjoy it more um I enjoy being in contention more than I enjoy being on the edge of a cut or being miles over par or whatever because you've got the just different juices flowing you've got the butterflies in your stomach of um you know having a chance to do something pretty special and hitting shots under pressure that you know that you're going to look back on and be really happy with and stuff like that and um yeah I, I don't know it's not i don't think it's something that you can necessarily teach from through sports psychology or whatever it is i just think it's naturally some guys are, are slightly better at closing it out than others and um like i said the difficult thing for me is to actually being being champs with winning because of how good the, the fields are these days and, and how good the players are. I think I think when you see it's a, it's a good point that is because you look at the guys when they're when you see someone who's in a rich vein of form, they just hang around enough, don't they? Someone like Rory, for instance, is probably the form player in the world at the moment. But even if he's not playing, you guys might say, "Oh, Rory's not on the leaderboard and in, in the first three days." And then suddenly he just sort of appears on there on the last day, and it's like, okay, all that sort of. Yes, of course, it's great for the bank balance, but it builds momentum week on week, doesn't it? And then when they get into a position, they're more likely to strike. And as you say, if you can just build yourself up to that level, maybe more consistent when you're off, then yeah, 100%. You're going to be winning so, tons. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, the minute for me, every time Johnny Rahm and Rory pitch up, for me at the minute, they are the two guys who've been playing the best golf over the last kind of 12 months. Um, yeah. Obviously, Brooks had his ridiculous run. Um, and then uh, the slipping career is kind of just putting back a little bit, but hopefully he's getting back now, and this might give him again a bit more time to to get the body right and to get the the, the swing going again. And and then you know hopefully we can see you know them great battles for golf really between some of the young lads Brooks and uh, and Rory and Johnny Rahm, and then obviously with Tiger you know doing what he can always do. Um, you know I think that you know golf over the next five or ten years could be could be. Uh, amazing to watch for anybody who you know who's been in and around it to see different generations going up against each other um at the best so yeah you know at the minute them guys are just playing really good golf and like i said that for me is is more impressive than if they were to win five or six times to you know i think it was he now seven straight top fives anywhere in the world yeah yeah, yeah. you know i mean that's just it's a ridiculous stat to, to go on I'd, I'd love to see you against tiger in that back nine have you had anything like that have you got close to that has that happened no, I can't remember I anything I played for Tiger in Dubai um, just after on the Masters and he was he was injured at the time so no it'd be nice to yeah to get back and to get them you know to kind of yeah. be in and around that a little bit more often in the next few years so fingers crossed we use this time wisely and, uh, and we can do that I think, it's, it. a, I I think it's, it. ex- it's definitely exciting I think with the players that are up there who who can do the business, like you say, you've got Ram, Rory, DJ, Brooks, you know, you've got you, there's, there's, there's Westwood who's back in form. There's a load of guys who can just, who just really want to win. They don't seem just afraid to win. They love contention and they just love getting it done. And I think, like you say, when we get back to it, I think golf's going to be, I think, really exciting if all these guys continue to stay at the, stay at the top of form. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, that golf is in a great place within sport at the minute. Um, you know, we're proving, you know, obviously on social media with everyone um, at home at the minute, I, I think some of the golfers are proving that um, we're pretty good athletes. Um, 
and you know it's it is it's in a, it's in a great place. Um, you know, I, I think that Rory's kind of obviously got back to where he wanted to get back to in world number one. Um, I didn't, I don't think he didn't like being number one for a long, long time. Um, you know, he seems to have the bit between his teeth. He's working really hard. Um, and again, but then you know, Johnny Rahm's then just been sneakily, sneakily moving up that board now, just mm. putting in result after result after result after result, and and he's up there. And then obviously, you know, Brooksy Boy when he gets himself back fully fit and uh, and moving properly again and gets his the pieces in the right place. Yeah, I, I think I think golf set to have a really a really fantastic next few years. Yeah, I hope so. And hopefully, hopefully this year the Ryder Cup. I don't know whether anything's going to happen this year. It's probably going to be more like the next year. But for you, for yourself, we, and we're talking about you as this this ultimate competitor. You know, one on one, or you know, obviously against the field. Definitely for the Ryder Cup. Obviously, you've got mixed emotions. I'm sure of the Ryder Cup. For you, moving forward, I, I would love to see you have four or five Ryder Cups where you're at the top of your game. But the yeah. the last Ryder Cup you had, what what can you learn from that? Because obviously it didn't quite go your way. No, it was the same. Same really as what happened after Augusta. You know, you feel like you've been, you know, you, you're being watched a good bit, which you are in that scenario. There's not many guys there, um, and I was injured at the time and not feeling amazing. And um, yeah, just everything was. I went there and I was again. I, you, you're pretty tired. It had been a pretty crazy emotional roller coaster from April to September. And um, yeah, you know, I was I was a rookie anyway, but you know didn't feel like a rookie because of the things that we'd, we'd done over the last 12 months. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just a completely different scenario to, to most, really, within that. Not many rookies on the team go there as a major champion. So, um, yeah, I just, you know, uh, the only problem I had with it is that I wasn't playing good golf. Um, okay. And that was, that more than anything, that was the most annoying thing for me, is that once I'd won Augusta, we were basically guaranteed um, to, yeah. to be in the Ryder Cup. And, um, it's something that is, is 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 fantastic. You know, you watch you watch them on TV. I've watched them on TV for years, and you want to be part of them winning teams and and have that exhilaration on the Sunday when everyone's you know coming together um, at the end of it. And yeah, obviously didn't quite pan out as uh, as I'd have imagined, but you know a lot of that was on me because I just wasn't playing great golf. I was mm-hmm. I was really putting the hours in and really putting the work in. I was on the range a lot, but again because of that, you're getting fatigued not only mentally but physically by trying to do that and uh, and then you kind of downturn yourself within um within not very many shots if you don't hit them well and like i said i was just it was just there was just a, a lot going on that week and um and didn't quite handle it as good as possible but you know hopefully then we get a lot more chances and we can go there with the game in shape and um and really um and really put some of those some of those thoughts that i've got about it all to rest yeah i'm sure you will i'm sure you will and it's it's interesting. Okay, let's let's get into the let's get into the golf swing side of things a little bit now, because obviously you worked with Pete Caron for a long time, mm-hmm. and then obviously made the switch over to Sean Foley. So obviously there was a lot of good things you'd have done with Pete, but yeah. but what what was the most important thing that you did with Pete, and then what's what's since then has been the most important things that you've done with Sean? Um, so when I first went to Pete, I had I had kind of a couple of misses going, which was uh, you know obviously as everyone knows who plays golf is is a killer. To does does the wife does the wife know? <laughs> Sorry, couldn't resist. <laughs> um, it's um, it, it's a really dangerous it's a really dangerous place when you're trying to aim up in the middle and, and make a perfect move. Um, you don't give yourself much margin for error. You'd much rather aim one side or the other side and and be comfortable of doing moving it in or moving it away from something, even to just a, even to a small degree. And you know, I, I kind of had a couple of misses going, and then went to Pete, and really, we really hammered. Um, uh, you know, trying to get 
a move that would eliminate one side. And um, over the course of a few years, we, we did. We eliminated the left side quite a, quite a lot, and um, and we we went mainly to fade. Um, but in doing that, um, I took away a little bit of the body movement, motion stuff that I had going. So it it was fantastic for chipping, pitching, um, and then long game was very very consistent. I just wasn't getting the most out of you know, long irons, woods, all this kind of stuff because of just angles of attack and, and how things work. So, um, but for, for a long time there, it was incredibly consistent. The ball flight was was exactly the same, which allowed me to have the confidence to aim down the left and, and move it in time after time after time, which we saw in the consistency results that I, that I had with, with my compete. Um, but then, you know, like anything really does, it kind of went just a little too much that way. Yeah. Um, and I was then struggling to then just 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 take a little bit off it um, in terms of shape. So I wanted to take a little bit of the shape out of it, still mm-hmm. keep the same shape, but just take a little bit out of it. And I just we couldn't quite do that and picked up a few injuries along the way um, within trying to sort a few bits out. And and again, then you can't practice much. If you can't practice much when you go play, you're not as ready to play and a few bad results and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And all of a sudden we found ourselves in a pretty in a pretty bad place where it just seemed like every day. Um, I was trying to find something just to get through that day, and I didn't think that was the right way to go about it. So we decided to to split and to stop, and um, and then started with foals um, at the USPGA at Quail Hollow um, mm. when JT when when was that? Seventeen. Seventeen. Eighteen. Eighteen. Seventeen. Eighteen. I don't know. Long. Fine. It was a while ago, anyway. Yes. Yeah. A couple of years. Um, and then because of the injuries, um, you know, I, I got Kev Duffy on board and we started to basically, between me, Kev and Foles, create a move that was going to be a lot less strenuous on the pelvis, on my back. I had an edema in S1L5 and taught, I taught my labrum in my shoulder and my supraspinatus tendon in my shoulder. So we were just, we were basically going through moves that were going to take a lot of pressure off certain areas of the body. Um, and within that, we then created a former blueprint, basically, that, um, that, that kind of allowed that to happen without it being painful um, and kind of saw what that gave us. Instead of going, right, I want to hit a fade, I want to hit a draw, I want to hit a high, I want to hit low, we said, right, let's get it as to where it doesn't hurt, hitting balls start for a start. Um, and then from there, we'll then see what, what, what this new move will actually give you um, within most consistency of, of how you're going to do it. And it ended up turning out that within what we did... Um, shallowing out a little bit and, uh, and not getting it as steep and getting the pelvis and the body moving a little bit a little bit better, a little bit more, um, a little bit more old school in how the, the lower body would work. Um, you know, actually gave us a, a pretty high draw from doing it. So, um, yeah, so then from that, we then just kept working meticulously on getting these moves as good as possible and, uh, and, and kind of, you know, seeing a lot more draws in, in ball flight, but but then now, again, we're at a better stage now where we're then trying to now work on everything, really, trying to work back on all the, all the ball flights and see which is easy, which is harder to do. Now that I'm you know, fully out of injury and able to now um, work that little bit longer. And would you say you've seen some distance gain in that by shallowing out, with, especially with the driver? Yeah, especially with driver. Obviously, the efficiency numbers with driver, I was two or three down and, and kind of two or three left before, which was giving me a pretty... A pretty decisive cut that was obviously quite spinny so um yeah we're now at like kind of two or three up on the drive with the past two or three right so you know pretty neutral how, how they get themselves pretty efficient and um you know we're now up at it's not been sparkling but you know i'm not that i'm not that big of a kid and 
Um, we're now up at kind of 117, um, hitting, hitting three up on it, um, getting like 173, 174 um, on a, just on a nice day, not going after it. And just the, you see the efficiency in numbers and how and how you can change things just through purely through angle of attack and through physics. And, you know, one of the main reasons I went to Fold is because I'd seen a lot of his stuff that he does with Trackman. Um, and, and how he goes about using the numbers correctly, and that was kind of where um, where I wanted to go with it all. Yeah, yeah. I like that. It's, it's good Very to be good. I mean, it's it's so powerful for you gaining that yardage off the tee without you having to actually go after it anymore, really. And obviously, with you, your old golf swing being restrictive and left and down, safe as anything, really safe, mm-hmm. but maybe not getting the most out of it. But it's, it's, you know, sounds like you can do that now, but and bring in the other shapes when needed, which is is still a, a really important as well, important part. Yeah, exactly. You know, like I said, I mean, we obviously winning winning Augusta, winning four or five other times around the world with that move. It was a brilliant move that I was doing with Mike and Pete in terms of efficiency of hitting that fade. It was just, you know, it, it was what it was. But my body being being short and not having massive levers, um, with how I was doing it, um, you know, it was it was just getting just slightly more restrictive um, with what I was doing. So yeah, like I said, a lot of the stuff we started doing with Foles early on was he just used to send me videos of of Nicholas um, Palmer player, all the old boys, you know, Trevino and stuff, and really see how the guys used to use their bodies better. Um, so then you know we've kind of gone that way, and you know a lot of, a lot of left heel off the off the floor drills at first, really trying to load the right hand side better. Um, and yeah, just you know, it's been it's been an interesting view of, uh, of of golf swing, really. You know, I I was I was seeing a lot of similar stuff for years and years and years in fade and where I wanted to see on the backswing and this and that. And now, like I say, to be able to completely flip reverse it and see the opposites is that's probably the most difficult thing. I think if you speak to anybody who's changed a swing in a ball flight, the most difficult thing is probably been able to look up one side of a golf course as opposed to the other yeah. and, and and trust that you're not going to wing it out of bounds. Um, from aiming it up the right half and the left half and vice versa. So um, that's kind of the one thing that took the longest is the range sessions are getting better and better and better. And you could see how that was going to pan out. But it was then standing there on the first team when your name's announced and actually going, right, I've done this enough times now that I'm aiming up the right half of the fairway, right semi and move it back in and not uh, and not completely cacking yourself and, and, and not making the move and, and, and kind of reverting back and doing something strange as to where you're going to you know hit one of them, them crazy ones. So... I think that's yeah, what's definitely. impressive as well. I think Danny about you in terms of the fact that you've checked, you've won with a, you know, with a golf swing, you know, a major with a golf swing that which which was good. Then you completely changed it, changed the ball flight, and it didn't take you too long before you're back winning again. Plus an injury, it's 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 not easy to do really for for many guys. And I think there's only certain there's a certain type of mental um, ability that you need to actually produce that. I think. Yeah, it's a. Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Yeah, I think, you know, us Yorkshire lads, us Yorkshire lads, uh, <laughs> we've got a little bit of a bit between us, Steve. No, it, it was, yeah, it was more because I knew I could do it. I knew I had the game there, and I, I knew that when I was in position, I enjoyed being that. I enjoyed being there, and I liked I liked the competition aspect of it all. And it was annoying that I was at home injured and not playing very well, and seeing guys doing really well that you know I, I thought I could be, and then you know that kind of puts a bit between your teeth a bit more. You're like, right, I'll get back on top of rehab and I really get this, you know, and I'm going to try and get back to where I want to be and get back to where I belong. So, um, yeah, we're still not quite there yet, but I don't know if we ever will be exactly where you want to be. Um, but we're continuing to work pretty hard and to see 
you know, to see where this next phase will take. Because I think at, at, at 32, I've now gone through quite a lot of of ups and downs compared to a few lads my age. Um, and hopefully that can then um, help you going forward the next time you get in contention in a major or in other tournaments. And, um, you know, you actually realise what is what is important within life, within golf. And, and you know that you've probably been through a hell of a lot more hardship than most of the lads that you're coming <laughs> up against um, down the stretch. So, you know, being there should just be should should be enjoyable within itself. You got that sweat equity built up all there, haven't you? But it is interesting talking about your goal swing and talking about the future. What are you? What do you want to achieve with it now? So how do you do? You stay where you are, or do you do you keep drilling it in, or is there something else that you want to do? Um, no, now really we're at a stage where the blueprint was kind of set in place. The the moves are good. You know, we look through it when. When I'm moving well and when I'm doing the things that we want to do with myself and falls the ball flight's lovely. Um, I'm, I'm pretty happy that I'd be able to set that anywhere in the world and compete. Um, it's just doing more and more and more and more and more reps. Um, you know, it, it's never going to be too good. You're never going to hit it too good. Um, and then and then you need to, need to go chip and putt. And, and again, make sure that you can never chip it too close. You can never hold too many, you know, too many putts. It's a never-ending golf set. That's why it's so addictive. Golf's a never-ending thing, really, isn't it? You can never mm. be too good. You know, I'm sure Rory's sat there at the minute, world number one. He's still, he's still working his hardest, training in the gym, working at his fitness, still hitting balls. He's trying to be that little bit better. So if he's trying to be that little bit better, then the rest of us, <laughs> the rest of us, better get, better, better get his ass in here and, <laughs> and do it as well. Yeah, absolutely. And what about your short game? What are you when you when you've when you're working at a short game, do you have a? How do you go about that? Do you have a focus? Is a couple of shots yeah. that you like to play a lot of? Again, it's you know I, I'm still within my own head because I was with my compete for so long. The, the short game stuff is still I'm still trying to do a lot of that short game stuff because you know through physics talking to a lot of the guys, the longer the club gets, you want that mass to be behind the handle for as long as possible within long game. Within short game, kind of inside 50, 60 yards, um, going on what Sasho said you know, that mass needs to actually be on top of it. So, therefore, the, the longer it gets, this needs to stay behind. The shorter it gets, this is allowed to stay on top of the hand path. So, you know, within that, it's two very different moves. Um, so, going back for my, you know, when I, in my thinking, the stuff I did with my compete inside 50, 60 yards is brilliant stuff because trying to hit a fade, that's where you kind of like to see it, outside your hand path, you know, on the way back so that, you know, you can actually attack it with the face and with the bounce correctly. So, I've still got a lot of them principles um, in, 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 in the short stuff inside 50, 60 yards, and it's just about then going over and doing it. You've got some tests and drills that you do to try and keep yourself sharp. Um, but, yeah, it's just about putting the hours in and putting the time. Um, again, with all the stuff happening, there's a putting map coming to the house. I'll, I'll keep doing my stations on putting from John Graham. He's up in New York. Hopefully he's, he's fitting well, been speaking yeah, to him a bit. Yeah, of course. And, um, you know, but again, with technology these days, you can set the tripod up. I can video my, my mat on the floor that's got my face angles and stuff on it. You can see the posture, see the ball position. It doesn't do, you know, it's not doing, you're not doing your green reading stuff, um, but you, you, you're trying to get the basic stuff as good as possible. The same with hitting balls and chipping if guys are inside non-simulators. You're making nice moves, but you know, there's nothing There's nothing the same as feeling, you know, the ball turf interaction and, and how different bounces on wedges react and things like that. So, yeah, we're using this time to really ingrain in some good basics and some good foundation stuff again, like I said, and try and get that stuff better um, as to when hopefully we get to play again. Um, we can get back to actually playing golf and not have to then think about on a you know on a week-to-week basis about grinding loads of these moves in. Hopefully over the next couple of months, that's, that's what this plan is to do. 
so you know when the gun finally goes whenever it does we can we can go play the first tournament's probably going to be one with level par but then because everyone's getting back to it but then the second tournament is going to be 25 under five-way playoff they could be really nice with the first tournament back and just start doing gimmies and stuff and just ease his way into the stable really ease his back into it lads I'll tell you what, there's going to be a new appreciation from everyone out there. They're all going to be smiling playing golf. They've yeah, had yeah. enough of staying well, in the house t- by I'll then. I'll tell you, you know, I mean, I think that, I think that you look at this on a, on a grander scale, and, yeah, I think that people will really start to appreciate, uh, you know, everything we, we, we get given within being professional golfers. We're a very fortunate um, group of individuals. So. Do you know what? It's funny because it, it, we spoke to Burns a couple of days ago, did a, a podcast with him, and when, um, obviously, his year was a great year for him last year, and we were saying, well... Mm-hmm. Why was it so good for you? And he said, well, after his injury, he said, I was just really appreciative of being out here, playing golf, doing what I love. And, yeah. um, you know, you when you said you were Augusta, when you won in 2016, you you know, it was a bonus for you to be there. And you, it was almost like, well, look, I'm, I'm going to have, I've got a kid now. It was like you were in a position where you yeah. were just probably really as thankful. Long, as long as your game's in the right place, that's yeah. the thing is that you can't just come out here and have not done any work and just wing it. You know, you need to put the hours in so that your golf's in a good place to then to then allow yourself to to appreciate it. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to appreciate it when you know you've not done the work because yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know every week you pitch up on the PGA Tour and European Tour, you know that there's 156 guys there that, that have been working hard to try and compete. So yeah. if you've not been doing that work, then it's a lot harder to just go, oh yeah, I'll be fine because you know everything's great at home and yeah, this yeah. and this. But if you've not been working, you're not just going to do that. So it's like I said, it's about having it's about having that great balance within it and. Um, and for me, this time now at home is being used to, to do things that I wouldn't ordinarily be able to do. Um, you know, you're helping the kids learn to read, learn to write, you know, count and all that kind of stuff is that, you know, as, 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 as a dad, it's, it's, it's quite nice. I remember spending that time at home with my parents and then teaching me them things. But for us traveling 30 weeks a year and then the other, you know, the other 22 weeks that we're at home are also busy with trying to do stuff. You, you often miss certain phases of, um, of life so this at the minute is a it's a really nice for me it's been a really nice balance of doing it um so yeah hopefully it's just about if we can stay on top of things try not to drink too much when uh, when we're having lazy afternoons by the pool when it's nice and warm out here and um and still trying to put the work in <laughs> yeah it looks very tempting very tempting there <laughs> Okay, should we go quick fire round, Pierce? Should we go quick fire? Absolutely. Okay, so we've got some, just to finish off with Danny, we've got some you know, quick fire ones, and some, some decent ones here, I think. So, and this could be good for the Ryder Cup, potentially. Who's your best mate on tour? Uh, I've got a few pretty close pals. Um, obviously, me and Wesley are close. Me and Tyrrell are pretty close. Me and Wallace are pretty close. Me and Waring pretty close. There's a, there's a few lads that hang around with. A lot of the AP family then there, pretty much, yeah. Look, well, again, it's one of them. Again, you spend more and more time with different people, you know, around yeah. the world doing different events, and you, you know, you realise, um, you know, you get to know people a bit more. Yeah, love that, love that. And who's got the best swing on tour? I mean, it's uh, Scotty, Rory, um, Johnny Rahm. Um, again, different ways, but I think if you break certain people down, it's. I'm really finding it interesting now, YouTubing and breaking different people's swings down. Yeah, yeah, of course. Course, it's not always look. it's not always the aesthetically pleasing looking ones that that you would necessarily say are are the best, but you look at people who are, it's more efficiency. Yeah. Well, this this one could be a compliment to somebody because obviously they're on tour. Who's got the worst swing on tour? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
you know what? I don't really know. I haven't. I, I, I don't really. I, that's one thing I won't ever stick into YouTube. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Maybe hey, neither of we. Maybe we should. I think Charles Bartley <laughs> might come up on top. But uh... I was going to say, yeah, yeah, he would, he would come up on top. I'm not sure about if yipping, uh, yipping drive halfway right down do anyone any good. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm, I won't let you answer that one. Just in case you had someone that you wanted to put Just under the bus. In case, we don't want to be mean to anyone. <laughs> no, of course, no, of course. What's the best advice you've ever received? Just keep playing. Just keep playing like it's not an 80-long competition. Just keep playing until until you sign your scorecard. There's no there's no other boxes to put your score in. You know, you're not looking <laughs> at when the whole two or three or nine or 18 is. You're not looking for a finish line. Um, you just keep playing, keep making your moves, um, and see what happens. Sign it off. Go on. Perfect. Can't be better than that. Uh, best ever shot. Ooh, in the circumstances, obviously Augusta 16 was pretty good, but DP World. DP World 17. Um, oh, that was, yeah, 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 yeah. We were standing there. Watching. The left from six ironing out the left from 204 was a, you know, just, just, just with everything that had been going on and everything, you know, that was that would be a very easy one there to bail out and to do, you know, and to, to make a bit of a mistake and uh, and let somebody else in. So, how, yeah. how hard is that hole? It's 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 not bad when it's downwind. When it's in out the left, it's not the easiest. Um, yeah. It's yeah, it's, it's it's an intimidate. It's a big green. But again, to get it into the right portion and to you know to make it an easy par or whatever is, yeah, is uh, is a little bit tricky. Yeah, it's three puttable, isn't it? For sure, if you're in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. What's the funniest thing you've ever seen on the golf course or range <laughs> or bar? <laughs> oh, there's quite a lot of funny ones. I think the tales at the minute. There's uh, some people are coming out with some. Really oh, funny some ones. classics. I'm sure these are the time. Uh, these are the time ones though as well. I think I'm sure there's yeah, yeah, there's other time. There, there will there will be some tame ones. Yeah, I think once the caddies get involved, <laughs> yeah. There's nothing yeah. funnier than seeing a guy pitch up on the range that's been out the night before. And you can see it, that you see that today's going to be a long day. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Is, is is there a specific one that uh, comes to mind though? It's an ex- something on the course in tournament play that was funny. No, you know what? There's nothing that I could, that springs to mind now. I've had too long off. I've had too long. I've had too long <laughs> trying to go one add one and. One had two and one had three. Now for me, for me, golfing story. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's 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 turn this around. Then who's the funniest guy on tour? JD, JD's an incredibly funny lad. Um, really? So one thing I miss about at times being back on the European tour, the lads that I've when I first got on tour, knowing and and playing a lot of golf with, you know, having a lot of chats with JD was 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 funny as anything. Howell has got some cracking stories and stuff like being in and around that. I think once you get out and you know we're on the PGA tour now and we're away from from home I think you know we travel kind of more within a family and you don't you don't tend to tend to spend as much time with the lads and see some of that funny stuff so yeah of course some of, of them course. lads have got some yeah got some corkers they're good they're good right we've got two more for you what advice would you give to your younger self <laughs> <laughs> stay off social media <laughs> <laughs> now um you know what just appreciating that what you do is good enough. Um, you know, if you are good enough to get on tour, then that is good enough to then take you through whatever. If you just keep working, you know, in the correct way. Um, I think you see a lot of guys get on tour and try and change a lot of things. And I obviously, you know, you want Augusta and you start thinking what people think about certain things. And, you know, just actually really trusting that what you're doing is is the right thing and, uh, and just work hard at it. Okay, love that. And last one, with golfers that you've played with, can you build the perfect golfer? So you're not allowed to use yourself in this. So driving, irons, short game, and putting. 
those four disciplines. Who's your driver? Rory. I think everyone's going to say that. <laughs> iron play, iron play. Tiger, Tiger is undoubtedly the best iron player of all time. There we go. Uh, putting. I don't know. Different scenarios again. You know, different people. Spieth, Spieth had them couple of years where he was amazing. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, for me, yeah, you probably go someone like Spieth. And, and then, then short game. Your... Short game. Short game. Short game as a whole. Yeah. Yeah, too tricky Rummy. one. Unless you want to break it, say again. Rummy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Brett Rumford. I can't yeah. use myself, and I, I I enjoy that part of it. But yeah, Rummy's. Yeah. If anyone's, yeah, if anyone's bored and wants to know how to chip or chip or bunker shot it, better get on YouTube. Watch Rummy. Yeah, it's impressive that go. guy is, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Seriously Super, impressive. Superb. <clears throat> Great. Brilliant. Okay, Danny. Okay. Danny. Danny. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Quickly on social media or wherever. I know, obviously, you love it. Where um, where should people come and watch you? Obviously, they want to see this tour story that you've just done it for depends. your European tour. It depends if uh, it depends when we start playing again. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? It, I'm just I'm hoping you know for the European tour and for PGA tours, they can get started when it's safe to do so. And Wentworth's always a really special one for for us for us, for us English lads. Um, you know, it's obviously the flagship event for the European tour. Um, so yeah, hopefully we can, everyone can stay safe and uh, and let this virus pass as quick as possible, and then we can get to we can get back to doing what we love doing and um, and play a bit of golf, and we can get people, you know, walking around and cheering us on again. And what Super. would you what would you say? Where would you where should the guys follow you on social? What are you most active on, Danny? Twitter, Instagram. Where would you say you're yeah, most? Um, you know what? A bit of everything, really. We just try and keep it. It's, it's tricky. You try and by the time you've by the time something funny's happened or you've got it, I've had to go in change a nappy or something's happened or whatever so it's, it's not it's not it's not always as, as good as it probably could be like i said everyone here is doing brilliant stuff on social the kids aren't two and four so it's a little bit trickier uh, no, we're not we're on yeah we're probably on instagram and twitter a bit more especially these days with um with, with how that's going so um yeah we're going to try and we're going to try and do a little bit more now that we've got a bit of time and um and see what we uh, see what we can come up with great well make sure you go and follow danny guys on social and keep up to date with his Sharing his gym routines and his changing nappies every day. Well, so I'm there's going to be lots I'm going on that. I'm that. That's what now. So <laughs> yeah, good man, that one good goes. Man. Danny, appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Yeah, Enjoy your All time. Right, Make the most of it with your family. And uh, we look forward to seeing you back on the circuit soon. All right. Lads. Cheers. Thank Cheers, you. Danny. Thanks, mate. Stay safe, family. So there you have it. What a fantastic guest that Danny was. And it was really good to see the vulnerability and the hard work that he's put in over the years and getting to understand his US Masters victory was just fantastic. And just the, the sheer will and determination that he's got. Obviously, he loves talking about the golf swing as well and how important that is for him. So hopefully you were able to pull out some real good gems there to help you with your game. And uh, it's just good listening when you get someone who's a Masters champion to pick their brains for an hour or so. And we were very privileged to do that. So again, also at this period of time at the moment, obviously with COVID-19, we wanna make sure that you guys and girls are staying as safe as you can, but hopefully you're still working at your golf. So the 30 day free trial is still running at meandmygolf.com during this period. So it really does allow you to dive deep into the website and have a look at the, the different features, the shot fixer, the coaching plans. We've even unlocked three of our main coaching plans, flexible in 15, how to play the basics and simple secrets to lower score. So make sure you go and check that out. Use the code HOME30 and we look forward to seeing you next week on the next Me and My Golf podcast.